right, how do I shut this thing off? <laughs> I'm going to make Dr. Hook for this video. <laughs> how do I leave? <laughs> that's the hook, Mike just being stuck on Zoom. Like, what the fuck? It's like your face, you know, being stuck. So, all right. All right. This is the I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it, y'all. <laughs> all right. All right good, night, good night, everybody. Guys. Thanks again, Mike. So we're going to get started here with our Problems or Profits webinar. Again, I'm joined by a couple of killers in the space. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about how to move fast and break things. And we're joined by our special guest, Mike Van Hout, um, who also runs a sick YouTube channel, Accelerate TV. This is his Instagram handle going on here, just at the bottom. And here is, again, his Instagram handles for you once more time. Give him a, a little bit of love there. Make sure um, throughout this webinar, I openly invite you guys to tag us in posts. We will reshare your content. So uh, make sure you give us a, a little love on Instagram. Follow us. Um, Adam J.D. Martin's Instagram handle is right here, at Rebecca Lynn Matheson and at Mike Van Hout with Accelerate TV. So guys, just to give you a little bit of a background on our guests, um, well, first I'll start with our co-host. So Adam J.D. Martin, he's an absolute rock star in the real estate investing world. Uh, he's done everything from flips, JVs, VTB deals. Um, and last year alone, he wrote over a thousand offers on on real estate transactions so he actually owns uh the the company that i work for uh, in wholesaling so i actually started in this world back in september so real estate investing is all still new to me so i actually started from the fitness space and jumped over to real estate investing and uh, i've learned a lot from working hand in hand with adam jd martin so he actually started um this company with matt mckeever and and they've just in this past year gotten that to a seven-figure business and growing. So we have a team of full-time wholesalers and they all go out and they find epic, awesome off-market deals for all of you guys. Now we're also joined by special guest, Mike Van Hout in the house. So Mike Van Hout, he runs and, and owns multiple businesses and he has done hundreds of real estate transactions himself. And uh, he's actually bought some deals from us which is awesome. He'll talk a little bit about that as well. He is a passionate YouTube content creator. And uh, as we mentioned, Accelerate, if you're not already following, make sure you go over to YouTube and subscribe and like all of the videos and watch them. And uh, just uh, on his channel alone on Accelerate TV. Now he also has a personal channel. So make sure you give that some love too. But on his Accelerate channel, he actually has over 40,000 subscribers, which is killer, but more than that, 6.8 million views, which is so wild. And I feel like that number has already changed since the last time that I checked because it's con continuing to go up and absolutely blow up. So I'm going to hand it over to Adam just to talk a little bit about himself, and then we'll get Mike to do a little intro for himself as well. Yeah, awesome, guys. So for those of you that have not yet met me, I am, in fact, a 26-year-old real estate investor here in London, Ontario. Uh, I have had the opportunity to do a lot of different stuff in the real estate space, including some very creative finance deals. So one of my first deals was a 96% vendor take back in first position for 13 years at 3%. 
And if that was all gibberish to you, please tune in to Cashflow Tribe is another company that we operate um, that does real estate investing education. Okay, this is a company that can teach you how to get into more deals in less time. Um, you know, aside from Cashflow Tribe and getting into my own personal real estate, I do own and operate one of Canada's largest um, wholesaling companies where we secure private real estate deals. And then we go ahead and we assign those contracts to real estate investors on our buyers list. So that's something that we're going to be talking about um, as a piece of moving fast and breaking things is how do you actually go ahead and get into more properties? Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit tonight about moving fast and breaking things from a business leadership and business ownership perspective. So I'll give you a little bit of insight as to how I turned my company around from doing 10 to $20,000 a month to doing consistently two to $300,000 a month. And I'm, I'm going to walk you through that sort of step-by-step um, and in the meantime, I'll toss you over to Mike and then we'll get a discussion going on what it is that we actually see moving fast and breaking things looking like and how you can prevent yourself from going off the rails when you're doing that process. So Mike, how the hell are you? <laughs> Let me start this off by saying, what's up YouTube and welcome back to the channel. <laughs> ah, amazing. <laughs> so if you guys don't know me, um, I'm a guy that bought rent, uh, rental properties in 2005. Um, I just kept buying student rentals and bought as many student rentals as I could. I lived in Toronto at the time. Uh, I worked for Audi, so I'm, my background is the car business. So I sold cars. Um, but the, the rental game is pretty interesting because it forced me to sort of have my savings not stored up into a bank or give it to somebody to make money. Because whenever I got credit apps in, when I first started, I remember the first year, and this kind of sticks still with me today, is I got credit apps just like this. And on these apps, it would be like a guy that was in the finance game. And you're making like 250, like 400 a year. And I'm like, why am I giving my money to these guys? You know, and I would, it just, and even still like I quit last year, but even still at that point, I mean, the guys, if they want to make money, I always, I always thought, man, if I have a kid, I'm going to make sure this kid does like stock trading, finances, deal with some people's money. You know what I mean? That was like the thing, right? You know? Um, so I got my first like statement back and it was like the, the interest I got was like two grand. And I'm like, what a freaking waste of time. So anyways, I found out through a buddy of mine that he was investing in London. He bought a house in Quebec street. That was like the first time I ever heard of London to invest. And I just thought it was like student rental. So I was like, I'm going to pour my money in student rentals. So that's what I did. I took the, like my money out. I invested into my RSP money in student rentals. And that's kind of how it started. And then it went to like seven, I had seven student rentals and I only filled them with girls because I was single at the time. And I'm like, man, my buddies are going to love this. If it's full of women, if it's full of dudes, nobody's really interested, you know, but if it's still girls, all of a sudden it becomes a talking point, right? So that's how the game started. And then from that point, I realized men's student rentals are like made a May or like, and then in fan shop, people would like drop out. They want like eight month leases and all that stuff. And I was like, man, it's, it's just not what I want to do. So then I converted to like dealing with like, like mid to lower end sort of rentals. So like triplexes, duplexes, fourplexes. So I bought a ton of them because they were cheap. That's the truth. Like there's nothing smart about what I did. It was just, it was cheap. My, my mortgages were like, and this is the time where you can get like easy mortgages. It just didn't, it, easy in the sense, like not easy to get, but easy to kind of justify, right? I think that's probably the better way to say it because I would get like my mortgage, my, my, my mortgage payment was like six, 700 bucks a month, but these places were cashing like 20 hundred bucks a month, three grand. And people were always like, they're not gonna pay you. And honestly, most of them didn't pay me, but they paid enough for 600 bucks. So that's all I cared about. I was already making money in Toronto selling cars. So for me, that wasn't a, a big deal. And Anytime I got an issue or a problem or a headache, I was like, well, just fix it and take it off the rent. That was like the thing, you know, I wasn't on top of my business. My business has sucked, but it's real estate, man. It's the most forgiving sport you can get into. I mean, besides ripping cars, that is amazing. Like you can make mistakes all the time. Nobody cares. But 
the real estate business is like you can make mistakes all the time. The rental business, I should say, you can make mistakes all the time. Nobody, nobody's gonna call you out. You know, you just send someone to fix it. So, like if you rented something and the towel wasn't straight or the ground lines are not colored properly, no one's gonna give you shit unless you're trying to sell it and in like a high end stuff, right? So nobody cares. So it's the most forgiving business you can get into. You can actually practice how to be a renovator in a rental, which is like crazy. But that's what we did. Like I put so many guys through it, and you know, and that's kind of how that started. So it kind of grew, obviously, from there. Um, until, until about 2008 or 2000, yeah, 2009, I saw all the student rentals sold and bought all the duplexes, triplexes. And then I started realizing, man, I'm going to buy some apartment buildings because apartment buildings are almost the same money in terms of cost per unit. Like they're like 50, 60, 30 grand, 40 grand a door, depending where you're going. And I just kind of bought more. I bought a 14 unit, then I bought an 18 unit, then I bought a, a 22 unit. Um, and then I sold, so in 2000 and I'd say what are we in 2021 so 2016 or so um i had 144 units that was like the that was my peak and at that point i realized i just didn't want to be in the rent the real estate game anymore i felt like in london i felt like everything was at the top of the mountain i mean everybody has that thing right we don't we can never call the top can never call the bottom so at that peak i felt like it was at the top and adam you know i, I didn't buy anything for like four years i was going on the freaking weibo libertor selling all my shit because i was like man i don't want to keep them but I can't sell it all at once. So I got to sell like every two years. So I know you guys were like, man, you want to sell it this year? And I'm like, no, man, wait till next year. I got it next year. Right. So that's what I was doing. I felt like I just wanted to sell stuff so I could feel like rich, man. I was always broke and, and don't let the picture fool you. That's not my Porsche, by the way, <laughs> but um, so I, I've always felt broke and I sold it. I sold, I sold it. And I finally got some money. And in 2017 or so I started having money, you know, and up to that point, I, I hadn't, I had money, but I didn't really have money. You know what I mean? Like I had a couple 20, 30, 70 grand in the bank account, but now, you know, I have a lot more than that. And that is because I sold stuff and now like, and I, and I did. So even when you, like, there's, I just want, I can't see anybody. I can't see who's on this webcast besides you guys. So I'm going to kind of speak out here. So there is a problem when you have money. I know it sounds crazy, but there is it actually the grind going upward is almost as exciting as being there dealing with what do you do with money you know and i think people think like man i'm gonna make all this money and then i'm gonna just do this and it's not the case like you know i know like I'm, if you guys watch me on instagram you'll see that my stories and i do post now i'm more actively showing you guys private lending stuff because i feel like i feel like i'm doing because people want to see it but i'm also i've done a little bit of it in the last four years because i've got a bit of money together but I didn't really feel like it was good enough. And I, and I say that because I felt like I'm, I'm like an active moving kind of on the treadmill kind of guy. Right. And if I just was like, yeah, I got this money and I loaned it out and I'm making this money and I'm going to sit at home and do nothing. It would just drive me crazy. So I'm like, I cannot loan money. I think so there's, so from a private, just a quick, I know I jump around all the time, but from a quick private lending perspective is I have like probably 40 to 50 dudes that throw deals at me. There's guys way bigger than me. So I'm going to talk about this quick thing. And I'm going to jump to the next thing. So when you've got this private lending, you loan the money out, you're not active. You're bored as hell. It doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do anything for the soul. I don't think people know that. They're like, yeah, you got this money, you loan it out, you have and it's amazing. Life is amazing. You retire. I'm like, uh, retire and do what? Uh, I don't want to be retired. Like retiring is the most boring thing ever. I didn't get to this point to be retired. I got to this point to get better, you know? And I think that's something that people just, I think people get not depressed, but they just have the wrong vision about where life needs to go. You know, and, and I, as you see my stories, I, I post now I'm like, I refinance some money. I pulled out a good amount of chunk, a chunk of money out of, out of my main building, which is 36 units. And now I'm at, I'm like 200 K a year, just private lending. Like that's it this year, 200 K private lending. Don't think about nothing. And I still have money in the bank to do rentals and flips and buy stuff, you know? 
So it's, it's a crazy amount of money. The government takes 50%, by the way. But it's a crazy amount of money, but I just don't like it. It's just the craziest, oddest thing. And people are probably going to write in the chat, this guy's a moron, click. But you need to understand that if you become lazy in the sense you can just loan it out, then what good is it, right? What good is it? That's how I kind of feel. Um, and the point I wanted to bring back is for YouTube and just before I forget, and before YouTube and everything else that even though there's, I, again, I can't see who's in this room. I'm assuming that there's some people under where I'm at and over where I'm at. But no matter how it's sliced, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And I only have 40,000 subs, which is a shit ton. On a, you know, it's a shit ton. I get it. I see it. But man, I, I look at guys and I'm like, man, I want to get to this point. And, and there's guys I look up to and I'm like, that's amazing. How did he get there? You know, I want to know because I'm going to be in that same position because I'm, yeah, I got 40K on Accelerate. But on my personal channel, as I said, I just kind of started a couple of weeks ago and I got 124 subs. I suck. I suck. I'm, I suck, man there's nothing good about what I'm doing. I mean, in the sense of 124, right? You know what I mean? That, that leverage up. It's not, it's not great. So I'm starting at the bottom and I like it because I want to know. I love starting at the bottom. I just love sucking. And I love being like, I want to be with everybody else. I don't want to be this. And the only thing that makes me like this is because real estate shot up. So that's, that's the win. Right. And, and I buy flips from you guys. I buy wholesales from you guys because one it's you guys put in the work and I want to have that as content that you guys put in the work. So whether I bought it from you or somebody else, I'll get into the professionalism of you guys, but how, how, for me, it's like, yeah, I bought that hundred K one from Amar and I bought the 85 K from you guys. I bought that stuff because I was like, man, I got to keep my roofing guys busy. I have a roofing company, but I keep, I keep my roofing guys busy, but also it's content for me, you know? And also at the end of the day, it's about from zero to finish. And if you can finish, you can fill all those little vials of, or whatever you want to call it of start to finishes, then you can accomplish something in life. Right? So that's why I do it. I don't think there's any glory in, in buying a 50 foot boat or like some stuff and sitting on it and being like, I made it it's, to me. It's boring as hell. And I just don't. Yeah. Just not my thing, man. So back to you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. Like when I think of how we got to where we're at today, where it's like, Hey, we can actually pull together seven figure years. And this year we're actually going for eight figures. I think it is honestly, it has a lot to do with just the challenge of doing it, right? Like I, we made a million, we made uh, like a million and a half dollars last year. And this year we want to try and do 10 million. And that's like a totally arbitrary number. And one of the reasons why I picked it is because it seems like a really fantastic challenge to try and 10 X your business. Um, I'm just thinking back now just to like really frame up moving fast and breaking things for the people on the call. Like when I started this, so I, I hadn't seen a single real estate contract or anything related to real estate investment about four years ago. So four years ago, I went to, and you guys will get a kick out of this. I went to the Guelph Public Library and I picked up a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that book set me down a path of really thinking about, you know, financial independence and thinking about being a business owner and thinking about where I was at in my life at that time. Uh, hey, nice trade. Love that. Uh, where I was at at that moment, spending about 60 hours a week at my office job, driving there. I would drive, for, I would drive from Guelph to Kitchener every single morning, 7 a.m., get up. I had the nice car. I had an Audi A5 uh, S-Line that I paid for because I did some door-to-door, -door, uh, which is a whole other move fast and break things, but I did some door-to-door -door sales, blew all that money buying the Audi, and then I went to work every single day to pay for the Audi. Um, and pay for my current lifestyle at the office. And I was spending 60 hours a week at the office. I was getting fat, miserable, and, and depressed there. 
really pissed off at life, didn't really have anything to um, look forward to. And I think that's what you're capturing there. It's like, if you don't have that mission, it's really hard. So what I did is I went down to the public library, I picked up a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I actually, I started reading that, getting really interested in real estate because that was one of the surefire ways, as you said, uh, it's very hard to like, yes, very, the easiest way to put is real estate investing is very forgiving, right? You can do almost nothing and make a lot of great money in equity. Um, so, and I just benefited from that. I actually just sold my last property yesterday, last night, actually. Uh, so I'm really excited about that, but um, I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad. I got very interested in real estate investing. And then that's when I was introduced to Matt McKeever and Jeff Weibel on their limo tour. And I knew immediately that I could take control of my life and of my time and everything that I was doing with life at the time by just simply making a huge change. And that really is the spirit of moving fast and breaking things. Uh, I met Matt McKeever and Jeff on a Sunday evening for their limo tour. And Monday morning, I was in Matt's kitchen asking him, well, telling him that I was going to work for him. And when he said he didn't really know what I could do for him, I said, it's cool because I'm not going to cost you anything. So you just come up with whatever, whatever you want. I'm just here to learn. Right. And then he actually threw me like a, a little hourly rate to just keep me surviving. But I was driving every single day from London to Guelph or rather from Guelph to London now to come and work for Matt on a volunteer basis to learn the skills. And so he paid me, he eventually started paying me just so I could afford the gas. But um, we both found out that I was a really shitty contractor and I already told him that up front. I was like, this is not going to end well. He's like, I know, but you're crazy. So I like that. Um, and he gave me that opportunity because I had the drive and the willingness to make big changes. So I called my current boss. It was like a hundred K job that I was hating my life at. And I literally just said, like, I I'm not coming in tomorrow. It he didn't pick up the phone. So I left a voicemail. I just said, I'm not coming in tomorrow or any day after that. I'll mail you the computer. Uh, sorry, but I got to take this shot. I took the shot, drove every single day for six months from Guelph to London uh, in the Audi. So nice premium gas at the time, which literally it was like $600 a month in fuel. And I was pretty much only making, um, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. So I was spending more on the car in terms of travel insurance and then rent for my apartment in Guelph than I was making. And I eventually ran out of money um, somewhere around month five. And uh, at that point, I legit, I had to start going on to credit cards. So I maxed out my credit cards. And during this time, I transitioned from contracting with Matt because I was absolutely horrible at that, ruined one of his rentals. Uh, actually practiced, rather as Mike put it, practiced in one of his rentals and he sold it for a huge profit. So it wasn't that bad, uh, but the worksmanship was just disgusting. And, um, and I transitioned somewhere through that and it took me about six months really um, to get my first deal in wholesaling. And every single day, we truly were doing the move fast and break things approach. I was out door knocking hundreds of doors for six months, hundreds of doors. I was out leaving magnets on the houses of the doors that I was knocking in case I couldn't reach the homeowner. I would leave a magnet with my name and number and some details on it, kind of like a bandit sign. I was out putting out bandit signs on the weekend, put it out on Friday, grab it on Sunday afternoon before the uh, city would pick them all up. Um, sending out handwritten letters, driving for dollars. I was literally doing everything you can imagine to try and get my hands on some real estate that we could wholesale or that I could keep. 
Now you got to remember too, I've just maxed out all my credit cards and I've got no cash. So that's why I brought up that creative financing deal at the start of this talk is because I had no way to buy real estate. You need to actually show some sort of financial ability when you get a mortgage in Canada, because this is an actual real country, right? Um, like we actually do vet our financial system and it's one of the best banking systems in the world. So it, this is like a really interesting fact when you're 24 years old and have no money and maxed out all your credit. And so I just push myself to the very limits every single day. And I think the only reason I was able to do that mentally and physically and spiritually was that I had a mission. I knew that I was either going to go all in and fail like with serious glory and fail forward, having learned a ton about communication, a ton about uh, sales, a ton about real estate investing and financial prudence, uh, or I was going to end up with a lot of real estate and get wealthy. And luckily I got both, right? And that's because I didn't stop. You know how many no's that I got? I had so many rejections before I got to that first property, that first seller that let me in the door to talk about a wholesale deal. I was able to negotiate that with all of my heart. Like, and this deal, the, the house I'm sitting in right now, to in order to get this deal, I had to drive my seller to their insurance broker, to the uh, financial advisor, to their lawyer. I had to find a lawyer for him and then drive him to that appointment. I had to drive him to get groceries. I brought him boxes to move with. I brought him a moving company and paid for it. I bought his lawnmower when he needed some extra cash, right? The lawnmower that would have came with the house anyways. I then negotiated three different apartments for him to live in after the sale that were suitable for his physical needs, right? He needed a house with no stairs and close proximity to a bunch of amenities. I did all of that for him so that it was literally the easiest sale in the world for him. And all he had to do is say yes to the price and terms that I was laying out that I could actually afford to get into, which looked like a creative financing strategy where I could borrow his equity instead of having to qualify for it at the bank. And that is literally the only thing that kept me going. I focused on one singular goal for an entire year and I did not relent. I moved forward, I moved fast, I broke everything I could in order to learn what worked and what didn't. And it was that forward momentum with a singular focus that allowed me to 100% run through every single wall that was ever put in front of me. And what ultimately led me to picking up not one deal, uh, but I picked up, I think six or seven units that first year. Um, and I was able then to learn everything I needed to know to leverage, move fast and break things, um, which is a phrase borrowed by Facebook, by the way, and which evolved later into move fast and break things with stable infrastructure right? Moving fast and breaking things in that way over the course of that year taught me everything I needed to know to transition to the next state, which was, okay, I figured out how to make money. I figured out how to own real estate and how to deal with rejection and how to persuade uh, my way to the next step and escalate a, a cold call into a, a real transaction that results in money. Can I teach somebody else to do it? and all of the pitfalls and challenges and shit that comes with that as a business owner and a leader. And that's where the stable infrastructure part comes in as you start to document your process and refine your process and actually get better at it. Um, but I, I, I can 100% echo what Mike just said that it, it's not about the money. Like at a certain point, unless you're buying dumb stuff, like obviously I've got an addiction to uh, Rolex and Omega, but apart from that, like 
you have to come up with excuses to spend stupid money when you're making stupid money. And it, at a certain point in time, it becomes very unfulfilling, right? Like you don't, you start to not care. Like before we started this uh, webinar for you guys, we were just chatting the three of us and I got all these deliveries of like some new clothes and shit. And I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. Uh, and that's like more than what my wardrobe is worth of my entire life up to this last couple of years. So uh, it's just like, I don't even know. It's, it's none of it matters in the same way that when I join my Monday morning call and I've got 14 humans, like real humans, they're actually real. I check on them every once in a while to make sure they're still real, but like 14 people that are there waiting sharp as a tack, enthusiastic as hell and ready to go at 8 a.m. every single day uh, for our team meetings. And then they, yes, uh, way of the wolf trade, man, you're on the books. Um, and I will steal a lot of quotes, you'll notice, but um, they're there waiting enthusiastic as hell and sharp as a tack for our morning meeting to figure out what it is that they're going to go do. And they're giving me updates as to how far they've progressed since when we first met. You know, and Rebecca is the perfect example of this, and I'm going to pass it off to Mike here in a second, but um, Rebecca is the perfect example of this. She joins our team in September, having never even been inside of a house, okay? She, she literally has never owned a house, lived in a house, or been in a house. She's been homeless her whole life, working at Hybrid Fitness uh, here in London, and then we bring her on the team. And here we are a few months later, we've just partnered on a new business with her, invested, uh, we've committed to investing $50,000 for her to get off the ground with this new business and market it and create the sales functions and leadership uh, mentorship that she needs to be able to grow that business. And that to me is the coolest $50,000 I've spent yet, right? It's empowering somebody to learn a new skill set and move forward quickly and, and break it. I am fully aware that Rebecca is going to fail miserably at most of the things that we allow her to do on her own in this company. And that's amazing because at the other end of that, she's going to know exactly what to do the next time. She's going to know exactly what not to do when certain situations come up. And that is exactly the spirit of moving fast and breaking things is when you're moving fast, particularly when you're moving very fast, you can afford to make a lot more mistakes, okay? Because by the time that mistake actually hits you, you've already, you've already filled the hole with something else, right? You can actually plug the hole by just focusing on what really matters. And for us, that looks like looking at lead measures, okay? Like in our case for a wholesaling business, and this is probably the case for a lot of you if you're interested in real estate, it's how many leads are you generating? Right? So how many offers are you actually making in order to put yourself in front of the right number of people to get in front of qualified deals that you can get a good deal on that's going to be profitable? So absolutely cannot stress enough how important it is to move fast and how excited I am about that. And I just wanted to share that story with you guys so you get some context from where I'm sitting at when we talk about moving fast and breaking things. So uh, Rebecca, I think you wanted to comment on that. For sure. Yeah. And, and just to build off of what Adam said there, you know, to give you guys a little bit of background um, as to where I've come from, I mentioned at the beginning of this chat that I came over from the fitness industry and knew absolutely nothing about real estate. And, you know, Adam is, is bang on there. I, I, I didn't even own any real estate, knew nothing about it and just jumped into it. And, and here's where, you know, I saw an opportunity to learn from the people who were paving the way in this industry and and really just going all in in this industry and for for me to really jump into something like this that's the type of 
action that you have to take in order to achieve the results that you're looking to achieve in order to achieve your goals. And for me, transitioning from fitness into real estate investing, I was actually able to pull from a lot of my skill sets, but I still had to learn the language. I still had to trip over, you know, what even is a VTB? You know, I just got a, a, a direct message about uh, what even is a VTB and can you talk about it? Well, now I actually can. I can talk about a vendor take back. I can talk about these things on a webinar in this context because I've just jumped in and, and taken action. And I love that phrase, move fast and break things that we've borrowed from Facebook because it just gives you permission to take action. And I love those little phrases on a day-to-day -day that do that for you. And for me, this is one of those phrases that allows me to just move with complete dedication and action towards a goal. When I started my role, we, we sat down and, and had coffee, Adam and I, and we didn't even know what the role looked like yet. Like it, it didn't even exist guys. Like this disposition specialist role was created and, and Adam paved the way along the way and, and we figured it out. And, and now we're at the stage where, you know, I can step into another business and, and take on a partnership role because we've just, you know, stumbled through the creation of this brand new role on our team, which is going to allow us to really accelerate our progress this year. So last year we got to a seven figure business. Now we're looking at getting to an eight figure business, right? That's our goal this year. So, and we've just hired um, several new wholesalers and interviewed several more. And by the way, guys, we are still hiring. So I will have some links at the end of this presentation, but um, it's a fantastic phrase just to really commit to what you're doing. So if you're looking for that permission, like give it to yourself. And, and this, this kind of iteration in your head, like it's okay. If you stumble through it, move fast and break things. You know, I've stumbled through a bunch of emails that I've sent to you guys, and I didn't have a bone structure for those. I just figured it out. And, and that's where I love that kind of everything is figure outable mindset where you're just storming through it. And that's another phrase that I'm borrowing um, from Marie for Leo, which is a fantastic um, person to follow. But really, I want you guys to take this, this talk today and think about what your goal is and think about how you can move as quickly as possible to that goal and reverse engineer it in order to get there. Don't worry about the details. You know, I had a conversation with someone this week that was trying to figure out, you know, how to actually sell their deal. And they were focused on what their sales package looked like and focused on, you know, the, the color and the type of font, like that shit doesn't matter. Like it, it, it's all about just throwing it out there to people say, Hey, look, I've got this deal. These are the details. Like you don't have to have it all figured out and laid up in a perfect package. People don't actually care about that. They, they care about, you know, do they know, like, and trust you? Are you genuine? Are you communicating the information in a way that people can understand and, and actually having some integrity in, in that um, communication as well. So one thing that I, I just really want to, just get across to you guys and, and portray to you guys is, is that 
you just got to take action. And that's why I love this topic today so, so much. And I'm just going to pass it right back over to our, our guest today, Mike Van Help, because he is a killer in this. He's actually bought, uh, as he mentions, two of our wholesale deals. And I remember having a conversation with Mike about the second one. And we were on the phone and, and he literally said, he's like, I haven't even looked at the package, but I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing, Mike. It's yours. Like, and, and that's, that's the type of gumption that, you know, Mike comes in with because of his experience, but also because of his mentality, because he lives in a world where he moves quickly towards his goals. And, and he knows that as long as he's taking action, he's going to get there eventually problems or profits. Exactly what Adam's uh, pointing to, you know, this logo means so much, so much more, right? Under every problem, there's a profit. And uh, I think that there's, there's so much that can come from, from this chat. So think about this as we're talking today, think about what your goals are, and then think of how you can actually just run at that. Over to you, Mike. All right, Adam, that was really good. And, and Rebecca, man, you're such a good talker. Adam, how'd you score, man? Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> All right. So doctor at the gym for a year, actually. And we were like, will you just fucking work for us? And I'm like, I don't have a job or a job description or a role. And I don't know how to pay you, but I'm ready to hire you. She's no, like, man. okay. That's, that's, that's amazing. So I, I just wrote some, I didn't write any notes because I just really like going on the fly. But a couple of things I wanted to pick out when you guys were talking is, you know, I'm really, really happy that we live in an era now where I, for, for years, like, honestly, as far as I could remember, People would always tell me, man, you just slow down. You're talking too fast. You're moving too fast. you got to slow down. You're doing too many things. You're not focused. And it would just grind me, man. It would grind me. Like it would just eat me alive so much so that I would like give everything up just to go back in time and just fucking knock all those people out. Because you know what? It's just like, you're different, right? I'm just born different. I need to, I just wrote down all the things that I do in my life here. And these are just items right like so i wrote like salon me and my wife we have a couple employees and we have a salon that is like one thing i think i talked about it in jeff's channel like six years ago right that was one thing and he's like so the salon pays for the house that you live in i'm like yeah he's like that's amazing and i'm like i never really thought about it like that cool you know that's kind of like one thing and then I'm, I, I wrote like rentals and and but i don't look at these like businesses i actually forgot about them so for me i'm like that's like yesterday's news man let's talk about tomorrow let's talk about later today right i don't I don't care. It's cool. Like, yeah, I can, I do Instagram stories. I'm like, my wife's cutting my hair in our salon, in our house. I'm getting a haircut. Nobody else is getting haircuts because you can't leave your house. That kind of stuff is like, I don't really think about this is a business. This is a prop. You know, I don't think about those things. I just do it and think. So I'm not going to talk about the meat and potatoes in the middle. I'm going to skip right to the top and I'm working on, and some of you guys know that are watching and I see ya, um, is a restaurant. I'm working on a restaurant, right? So I found this partner um, I really like the food. And I, I thought, man, what's the worst business I get, in, get into that can crush me? And I'm like, the restaurant business. I'm like, let's hit up a business that will totally crush me. And literally so the worst. Me. Yeah, it's crushing me. So far, honestly, I shit you not, it's crushing me. This guy who has this business, he's like, man, he's like, I can't even explain it. He's like working in the business. Like we talked about it earlier, but he's like in the business and he's the guy at the front taking the order. And it's like, what do you want? You know, he's taking the order. Cell phone rings, he's taking the order. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're you're just, you're just not where you, where I got to be right now. You know, my time is more important than to spend it. So I just gave him basically the month. I gave him the month of February. I gave him like four things to do. And if I said, if he can't accomplish these four things, I'm gone. See you later. You know, because I don't have time. I don't have the effort. I don't have the time. I like the food, you know, but I don't have the time. So 
Anyways, that's that. Um, YouTube, and I'm gonna talk about YouTube because Rebecca, you can skip to the next screen now. Next screen, click. Let me see, let me see YouTube, let me see YouTube. No, that's q ah. I saw the YouTube one. <laughs> Anyways, I go back, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped a little bit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go to this one. So here we go. No, 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 so four, we've got four. a couple of, We've yes. got a couple of YouTube things here. So we've got your Instagram handles again. Make sure you give Mike Van Hout a follow and uh, follow his ad accelerate TV. But here are our two YouTube channels. So here's your personal one. And uh, stay there. Okay. Yeah, go back. Go back. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Go back here the we red, go. The red one. Yeah. Here we go. So, okay, so let's talk about cars, okay? Because everybody loves cars. So that's the studio, that's my YouTube studio, which is basically a, a building I bought six years ago because I, I own a roofing company we do like flat roofing commercial stuff and some residential stuff but anyway so i bought that building and I, and I cut it right in half and i built that youtube studio because when i was in the car business basically my the i worked for audi and their mentality was like look you're here and people come to you and you're free free encyclopedia so people come to me and ask me questions about audis like adam from from if they bought it somewhere else they'd come to me for all the information and i was just getting tired and i said look i said i've sold 1600 cars for you guys over 10 years in London. And I said, like, I, I passed the, I graduated. Let me get out of here, work from home by appointment only. And then I'm going to come back to the dealership. I don't need a car from you. I got that red car. I don't need it. So I got my poser car. I don't need anything from you guys. I got enough cars because of roofing and whatever else. And, and they said, no, they said, no, we want you to stay in the dealership and you cannot work from home. And I'm like, how, how does this not make sense? I'm going to train the guy to sit in this place that I'm sitting. I'm going to give you X amount of cars a year. I might drop off a little bit, but this guy will totally pick it back up. And then you have two guys, right? For free. I mean, we're commissioned salespeople, right? And they said, no. And at that point I was like, man, these people just don't see it. And the part that really changed it for me is that Audi Canada spent, I don't know, a ton of money to get impressions for the new Audi A6. Now, if you don't know cars, it's basically their midsize sedan. And they spent so much money and they got 6 million impressions, okay? over a three month, uh, it was like, no, it was like eight and a half weeks, whatever it was, so like two and a half months. And then I looked at my YouTube channel, which is after this, and I had about five and a half million impressions on this channel when I first started, I had like 12 videos. And I had eight and a half million impressions. Can you hear some background noise? Rebecca, can you just mute all? Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Rebecca. Boom. So but the point of the story is, is that I realized that my little tiny dinky YouTube channel with at the time had like 8,000 subscribers, almost had enough impressions, which is nothing. Impressions is like you see it on the side of YouTube. And I had almost as much as Audi Canada because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And, and I'm thinking, man, and I reached out to them and I'm like, give me cars, you know, and even till this day, I reach out to Audi Canada and I tell them, look, this is my stats now. This is what I'm doing. I know it's still small. It's only 40,000. It's not 400,000 or a million. But I reach out to them and I ask them, can I get, can I get a car just, you know, just because it gives them that connection to, to a manufacturer? And they said, no, they don't even get back to me. It's just ridiculous the way people think. So part of the story is really to tell everybody here that, you know, it, we're in a new era. So we kind of live in a new world. People say the internet is new, but, but it's not, the internet's not really new. The way of doing business on the internet for most of us is new. And because it's new, wholesaling is new, right? And, and same like me doing a personal YouTube channel. It's new for me. It's weird. I'm used to the car stuff, but it's new for me. So I embrace that stuff, but you all have to embrace whatever's new to you. And there's no, and, I, and, and then the only reason I'm speaking of some sort of power, I guess, is because I have, the, I've worked, right? It's worked. Whatever I've touched real estate wise has worked. So you listen to me like I'm like, I have proof 
or I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of, of value, right? But besides work ethic and all that stuff, because I'm sure most of you have work ethic. And if you don't, you start getting some because that's like a standard, right? Like that's the minimum requirement. If you can't get have work ethic, then you're just wasting your time looking at my pretty face and Rebecca's and Adam's. And this fourth guy that I see, sorry, Matt, I don't even know, but you're wearing a Leafs jacket. You're That's Matheson. Oh. He comes to all of our things. Oh, there we go. There we I'm go. Matheson. Be here. But really, really, I mean, really, that's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, you know, my little list here and I like to do more, but I don't want to get too watered down because then you'll be like, what do you want? You want to buy a house for me? You want to get a roof for me? You want to get a car reviewed for me? You want the rental for me? You want to get your hair cut? Like, where do I stop? Right. You know what I mean? And to me, I don't care. I'm just, I don't care if, if, if the, if the threshold in life was to make money and that's all it was, that was weak. And that was what I believed in for a really long time. So I'm here to say it. It's not the truth. It's not about the money. It's just about the journey, man. That's the, that's the truth. And speaking of journey, I only got 129 goddamn subscribers. There's probably at least 10 people on this. So you can get me to 130, take your phone, subscribe, smash the notification bell. Boom. Mike Van Hout. Don't worry about accelerating. I'm already there. I'm at 40 K. That's like heaven, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Mike, how do you, how do you, uh, cause you obviously have several businesses. Okay. Yeah. Already. So how do you stay moving fast and breaking things in all of those businesses? Or do you find like, like, okay, better question, I guess, just for this audience is like, how long do you spend thinking about the next business? Or do you just get an opportunity in front of you and you jump on it? Cause I know too many people, there's actually probably a bunch of you on the call uh, that are like waiting to start your business until you get the perfect business card or the perfect website or the perfect YouTube video shot or whatever. How long are you actually taking to make these decisions, Mike? Um, so in terms of, in terms of how, like some people say, like, how do you sleep? Do I not sleep? And I totally do. I just, at the end of the night, I go to my phone and I go to the notes and I just write my notes. I just, whatever's in my brain, I just throw up on the notes, right? Easy. Then I'm clean. Yep, exactly, man. Notes, like ever got notes everywhere. Not posted notes. Cause then it'll be like, it'd be like one freaking daisy circus here. But I, I think that, I think that in terms of like how I move to the next next things or focus on a specific business a lot of them to be honest are seasonal so like the big one for me is roofing i mean i got 11 guys to keep busy and that's a lot of dudes man to keep like fed you know and that, that's a lot of pressure on me and none of them are commissions commission based or go out there and knock door to door and get a deal and then come back to me so my business is different than yours my business actually has probably more pressure because these guys have kids so i gotta i gotta keep them busy which means i gotta go get work and the only person that goes out and gets work is this guy so I probably got to hire someone at some point, you know? So everything that- That sounds stupid. It is. I don't know. What am I thinking? <laughs> <you know? laughs> Luckily enough, the roofing business, it just, the calls roll in and obviously social media is huge for me. If you guys follow my stories, obviously I show roofing in the summertime, probably like my, my stories, my life. I mean, truthfully, for those that know me and even the ones that don't, my life has totally shifted. My life used to go out there and go and try to get work. Now my life involves taking this little artifact and going and showing everybody my day. And I do some, obviously I do have involvement in it, but that's what my day consists of. I go around to all my different little projects, not all the time because some stuff I cannot obviously show all the time, you know what I mean? But that's basically my, my advertisement. I just go around and show everybody. And, but how I think about how the next stuff is, like a roofing job, let's say usually takes, roofing It's very easy. I have a, just a scheduler. I can put everything in there. I can sort of, I can build three months worth of work and then fill in stuff. And, and we do really good work. So part of that, uh, Rebecca, when you were talking about is relationships and like your word is your bond, right? Like people know. So here's the big thing. It, it's all cascading, right? It's a cascading effect. 
people know that going to roof. So if I, if I do their roof, they're going to pick me because they know that I'm not going to fuck them on the roof. Excuse my fucking English, but it's true. I'm not going to screw on my roof because I have enough shit to lose. Like I have a lot of shit. I got a lot of shit to lose. Like I do. So if a tenant is going to threaten me, I'm not going, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go fight him for 500 bucks. I'm like, let him fuck me for 500 bucks. I don't care, but I'm not going to fuck the person up for a roof. Cause that's my reputation. So that's how I look at that. So I will get business from my roofing company in my sleep. I don't have to do a lot. I just post it on Instagram. I get referrals. I get referrals all the time. So my, my roofing calendar gets filled up pretty quick every year because of, of that. The salon business is the same way. We, we have like a three month waiting list. We were up to last, after last two months ago, just before COVID, we had a 5.0 rating after six years of, of being in the salon business, which is very difficult. But that's what we had. We had a 5.0. Um, you know, the, for me now, the excitement is obviously like flips. And honestly, the flips, it's not, it, the money part's cool, but it's to keep like my ecosystem busy, but also to make sure that I have content. And for me, it's about content because one, I want to see what I look like with, you know, my, my hair is receding. So in like five years from now, I'll be completely bald and I'll have to probably wear problems or profits because it's like Bezos, brown right? Bezos. <laughs> so I think that that's, that's the truth, you know? And, and that's what I, I wanted to look back at these things and say, man, what the hell was I thinking? Because I want to get what I was thinking when in my twenties, you know, I don't want to be sitting on a couch watching this and being like, man, what did I do between that time and this time? And, and like the next time I see the next time any of you guys see me or you see Adam or Rebecca, what have you accomplished between that time and today? Right. And, and that next time, right? Like, what is you, and you have to have some sort of accountability to yourself. And I know it's hard, man. It's, it's so easy to be lazy. I think it's easy to be lazy over anything else in this world, right? You know that. It's just so easy to be lazy. And I get caught up in that, but I don't when I look at my phone and I got all these people on different sides of Instagram for me or, or Facebook or whatever that ask me these questions. They're like, man, we love your channel. How do you get your opinions? People call me, dude, people call me, like are on, they DM me. I get between like five and eight DMs a day on Accelerate on what do you think I should buy next? What car should I buy? What do you think about this car? What do you think that car is? How do you think, whoops, what's the best resale? What should I, and people that know me in my little circle on Instagram actually call me and ask me those questions. And I'm like, man, it just depends. Like I know cars pretty well that I can tell you like, okay, like, you know, we just bought myself, my wife, her fucking third Range Rover Sport, which is like suicide, you know, like fucking brakes. Like I bought the car for 14 grand six years ago and I've spent 25 grand over the last six years to maintain it, just to give you perspective. That's almost 40K. I could have just bought freaking whatever, you know? But people call me for that information and that's just on cars. Then I get roofs. Then I, so what keeps me motivated is people grinding me more than me grinding people. And that's yeah, like, like, it's like that perspective of when I had doctors come and sit in front of me and the car business is really good. And, and I don't know what business you guys are in, but um, doctor, like it's good to be in the selling business of states because what happens is people come in to look at cars and then guess what? They're in my space now and I get to dictate what I can ask them. So I can ask them about their livelihoods and I can build rapport with them, but then I get the data of how their mind thinks. And as long as I know how their mind thinks, I know how I can grow and learn and understand to get better. Right. And if I don't know, you have to learn, man, you have to learn. And you guys say it a lot, you guys, you guys say it a lot. And they're like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's so true. I, there's nothing truer than that, man. There's no, I'm not better than nobody on this call and nobody here is better than, me. you know, that's, that's the bottom line. So I can learn from everybody and everybody can learn from me. You know, it, I know I'm the guest today, but I, I guess if we could take everybody on this call, they've got something important inside of them to say as well, you know? And I think that's something that you, that people need to know and, and learn and, 
and and I'm just reading this. It says you become the five people you're closest to. That's important, but it's also you can be around, be around five people that totally suck. But if your mind is firm and you have a thick skin from rentals, because that's very easy to get one, then you'll know that like you know it's about what you decide to put your attention to and what you allow to have in your in rent, right? Like I'm collecting rent from somebody because they're in my space. I'm not letting rent go in here. I'm not letting anybody go in here without getting rent, you know. And that's so important to know that this what's in this brain, man, is like key. You know, and you cannot let anybody get in this brain if you don't want them to get in there. So. I love that. I think there's a couple of threads there that are kind of run through everything you just said. And I, I think one of the big things that you're talking about, there's, well, there's a couple of things there. Accountability is huge. Okay. So when there's other people counting on you, you actually put forth a lot more effort. And you know, some of you won't immediately want to identify business partners. That's actually a really big decision you'll have to make as you grow your businesses. But I think some of the accountability partners you might have currently that you're not viewing as that is your family, right? Your spouse, your current family, your people that look up to you, right? Your kids, your spouse, your, your parents, if you're younger, um, these, and, and your friends, right? Like there's people in your life that can really benefit from you staying accountable to yourself. And I think it's very important that we, we see the accountability there as, as a driving factor for Mike's success. And it actually was a large factor in my success as well. Like I, I've, I've made the money, it's fine. Uh, but now I'm very motivated to see like, oh, how fast can I get a brand new guy on my team to make money? And it turns out the answer is 12 days. And so that means like, holy shit, we learned how to train people really well. And so that's a cool box to check. And now it's like, okay, well, what if I hire six of them? Can I get all of them to do it? And then like you start playing these little games and you start gamifying it. So I think accountability is a big deal gamifying things and having fun with it is a huge deal because that's how you actually um, stay in the game for a long period of time. I'll, I'll show you guys something cool here in a second. Um, if Rebecca can stop sharing for a moment, um, I'll, I'll show you how we gamify it, our experience at my actual company. Um, not sure what I, just one second here because I broke this. Uh, oh, there we go. So this is actually something that I did on our team to keep everybody accountable is we actually, and we're still in the process of building it out, but like we've actually built out these, um, these little characters, right. in this scoreboard for, so that everybody can actually compete with each other and, and stay accountable and we can have fun with it as a game. So this is just an example of like something that we're doing and thinking about at our company to keep it fun. So I think accountability is a big thing. I think having fun with life and not taking it too seriously and, and just like legit, just show up every day, right, uh, is a big piece. And then another thing that Mike was talking about and that I hope you got from my perspective as well was just abundance, right? Like when you stop worrying about the little details and you stop getting stuck in those little um, like analysis paralysis loops and you can actually just move forward into things that you're passionate about and things that actually do of course hopefully make financial sense as well you can often accomplish a ton a ton of things in a small amount of time and i really loved what mike was talking about in in those sort of little uh intervals of time right so actually since the last time i talked to mike I remember the phone call. We, we chatted for an hour about YouTube and stuff. He started promoting and marketing his new YouTube channel, right? He's made progress on his studio. Uh, I was talking about the business and how it's doing. I've since generated uh, an additional $241,000 of, of just revenue since I talked to Mike last. And like thinking about it now, like other updates, like, cool, Adam, what else do you do? I sold my properties. Like I'm done. I, I cashed in like at a big high time in the market. And so like 
it, it's really empowering um, to just have people around you and have communities around you that you can actually go to to express this stuff where you don't have to feel bad about talking about it. And I think that's another piece that Mike didn't really mention, but it's very important. It's like have people you can talk to where you can actually say like, either A, I had a really shitty experience today with my rental and this is what happened. Cool, let's talk about how to fix that. Or, you know, B, I had a great time and, and I was able to actually capture, you know, six figures of equity and I, and I sold the property and now I've got a bunch of cash. What, what should I do, right? And it's really cool to surround yourself with success and surround yourself with abundant thinking people. Because uh, if you don't, I think right now is a particularly dangerous time in the world to be surrounded by a scarcity mindset and people around you that can try and get into that uh, fortress of solitude, which is your, is your mentality and your mindset, right? There's lots of people right now that have just been binging uh, CNN and, and CTV news for the last 13 months or however long um, we've been staying at home for. And it's just like, that shit is toxic. And it's actually really scary to imagine how quickly a populace, a, a global populace, can turn to the worst in terms of mindset, in terms of optimism, in terms of uh, even financial, you know, intelligence, right? The whole, the whole world's gone a little crazy over the last little while. And it doesn't really look like it's going to be better that much, uh, better that fast in terms of a global societal scale. So what I think our duty is here, and one of the reasons why we wanted to do this webinar tonight, first of all, it's a shameless plug for our wholesaling business, just so that you guys know, like we actually sell some wicked <laughs> deals. And if you move fast and buy our deals, you'll probably make more money. There's that piece of it. But there's also like, I actually do really want to impact the people that are consuming our content in a way that's meaningful. So I want you guys to move faster at coming up with business ideas, at implementing new strategies, at even just getting started, like whether that's the first phone call you have to do that you've been dreading, or whether it's actually submitting that first offer uh, on the paperwork that you've been scared to do because you're not sure what the legal liabilities are, okay? There's free YouTube content for that. There's free videos for that. There's, there's groups like Cashflow Tribe out there that you can join and just get instantly educated by masters in the art, right? There, there's, if you wanted to learn cars, you know, there's YouTubes for that. There's, there's videos, there's all sorts of free online education for that. There's things like this webinar to get you into better rooms, right? So I, I really respect everybody and their time for coming out tonight. And I just want to say thank you to Mike um, for just attending this and sharing openly your thoughts. And again, these are just unscripted discussions, guys, every single week. So if there's topics, too, that you want to hear from, uh, Rebecca is going to send you a follow-up survey to this talk. Just throw us out your topics, and we, we're just going to keep the conversation rolling. This isn't uh, planned out here. Like, um, there's no rubric. There's no syllabus. This isn't an online university. This is just a few people wanting to share their thoughts about uh, how things are going and honestly just bringing a positive spin to the world. Like, the three of us, at the very least, that have hosted this call today have had a fantastic experience over the last 13 months. And I want to just share with you that that's out there. Okay. It is possible to do that when the rest of the world is panicking and like, you know, going crazy. We're also going crazy, but after really cool and fascinating things, like we're trying to figure out, Mike's trying to solve the unsolvable problem. How do you open a restaurant? Okay. Worst idea in the entire world. So Mike just jumps on it because he moves fast and breaks things. Um, well, we got to get fed first because if we're not fed. <laughs>
We got a belly. All right, don't open restaurants. Don't open restaurants. That's actually a bad idea. We gotta feed our bellies. Once our bellies are full, then we can think. That's how I roll. I gotta, I gotta eat. If I can't eat, I don't eat, man. My day's done. And I think that that's a culture I think, thing. I think, like, on the I think you just hit me yeah. up with the food, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Mike, how do we Uber Eats your, your business over here? <laughs> it's not open yet. It's going to be open in April. But um, no, man, no. Guys, any questions you have, I'm totally open. Not obviously Uber back then, Adam, but anybody else you've got questions, hit me up on any. Uh, and I have, I have, anybody knows I'm totally an open book. I don't care what you ask me about anything. Money, what? I don't care. Ask me, shoot, fire. So yeah, we got, we got probably about 15 minutes here if you guys want to throw any questions in the chat. And uh, we're happy to answer anything. Yeah, we'll so over, um, we, we'll go over Rebecca and Adam's stuff because they actually have good product. And I, I bought stuff from them before. I bought two um, individual properties at different times. And it's, it's honestly, it's easy. Like that's the key. It's easy. They're doing the work. Yeah, you're paying, you're paying a dollar amount, but they give you meat on the bone. I think that's the problem. There's so many wholesalers out there that, that throw stuff out and they don't give you any meat on the bone. If you don't get meat on the bone, what's the point? You know, and then as time goes on, it's going to be less meat on the bone, right? So that's really the truth. Because in five years or three years from now, the meat on the bone is going to be like this much, right? So it's like get in now early while while the game is still kind of young, right? It's still young. So, um, sorry. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic, Mike. And and absolutely, we're going to take some time for question and answers. And, and we already have Paul asking about the 11 uh, unit multifamily here. So Paul, I will definitely get to that very shortly. Oh, Adam is also wondering about that deal. But uh, uh, we will certainly get to all of the deals shortly. But let's go through some some question and answer live here. So uh, we have a question in here from uh, Kunal, who's asking, what is the best way to find buyers for wholesaling? So I'll actually take that one on since I am the disposition disposition specialist. So I actually get to work hand on hand with our buyers. Now I got to step into Matt McKeever and Adam Martin's network of pre-existing buyers that they've built out over years. Um, but we've really spent a lot of time growing that over the past year as well and over the past several months. So social media, Facebook groups, honestly, fantastic way to find buyers. So there's actually several Facebook pages out there that are wholesaler specific. So there's one um, that's like Canadian wholesale and off-market real estate deals. I actually post a lot of our deals there. Um, there's one that's like Canadian real estate investing. We actually run one. It's called Ontario Off-Market Deals. So if you're not already on that Facebook group, make sure that you do hop on. I also just post to my stories. Like if you're not following me on Instagram, that's a fantastic way to connect. Um, and if you're not on our buyers list, um, make sure that you get on that. So in terms of finding buyers, they're definitely out there for wholesale deals. Um, you just got to start reaching out, like let people know that you're looking for buyers, let people know that you have deals. Um, so that would be my recommendation in terms of places to start is reach out on some of those Facebook pages, because there's lots of people, lots of hungry investors that are there. Now, next question here from Alex is, um, Mike, did you say that you now love to do flips? Okay. Um, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna just add to that canal question actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if he if like I guess there's a million wholesalers out there now, just based on kind of what I'm hearing, people are like there are a million wholesalers, right? So if a wholesaler has a deal in their hand, it does make sense to give it to somebody bigger than you, right? So yeah. I, it, it's like they should come to Adam and be like, look, Adam, I got this deal. There's 20k in it. 
can I get five out of the deal? And Adam's like, fuck you, give me 10 because we're worth it. Whatever the case is, you know what? Why not? I mean, like, unless you're, unless Kunal by himself has the paper in his hand and he's like, I'm trying to grow. You can't grow with one piece of paper in your hand. You know, you need to pump out the type of volume that you guys are pumping out, right? So you have to go to, you got to go the big dog until Kunal can build his team, grow in a different space or, you know, whatever the case is, right? And I think that collabing is not a bad, and I think that's something that people don't really always think about. Like, there's no such thing as competition. There is no such thing as competition, you know? Yeah, we're back in the abundance mindset, right? Exactly. And I mean, like, man, I, I don't want to, if I get a deal that comes across my desk and I don't, I don't want it, and I feel like you guys can benefit and you guys can move that deal while it gets it off my plate. You guys get a, you know, it helps your business because you got another lead in your pipeline. So I always say like, man, we're all in this together. There's enough eyes for attention out there. It's not like I can, I can get it all, you know, or I can get all the rentals or I can buy all the deals, you know, like it just, so that's just adding to that point. But well, um, and the more business you do, the more business you do. It's the craziest thing. So Rebecca was at my house today. We were doing a work session and uh, we're just sitting there working away on some stuff for the new business. And I get a phone call and it's just this guy literally begging me to take his, and I swear to God, begging me to take his $8 million. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is, is this real life? I'm like, dude, how'd you get my number? And he's just like, ah, I don't know. My daughter's friends, somebody heard about you doing business. And I'm like, okay, sure. This is crazy. And so he's just got $8 million. He wants to deploy in London and surrounding uh, at like 7% plus uh, plus a broker and lender fee. So I'm like, okay, sure. I was like, you're going to need more money, but I'll, I'll get rid of that first 8 million first. Uh, and so, you know, I just think back to when I started this money was the problem. And it's like, that was such a wrong mindset. It's not, there's, there's literally so much money and so many resources out there that it's unfathomable. Okay. There's more money than there are realtors. Okay. Just a shout out for Rob Richards. I I like to say this is more realtors than there are grains of sand in the universe. It's fucking, it's gross. And also, by the way, Mike Van Howe is also a dirty <laughs> no, little realtor. I, honestly, bro, I was going to hide under the table when you said that because somebody asked me yeah. today, I got, I got a message saying, because I posted that because I was whatever. And somebody posted, somebody asked, DM me and said, hey, are you, are you a wholesaler or real estate agent? No. I'm like, neither. I'm neither. Just no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I got uh, but anyways, guys, the, the abundance mindset's huge. I think that's one of the biggest shifts you can do. Um, <laughs> So as far as the question goes, do I love, love flips? I actually love the content of it, right? Like we're in the game of producing content now and the content is the eyes, right? Like it's, I've shifted. Like my business now is just about eyes. That's it. It's about eyes because I've realized that eyes obviously care about what I show. So why not do it, you know? And I want to go through it. Like now I want to go through the pain of, of like you, because if, if any, anybody started on this chat, anybody started a YouTube channel today, they could get at least... 80 subscribers. I'm at 124, 129, I think 129 today. That sucks. So anybody can be on that. So we're all at the same sort of start, right? But when you start that, what are you going to start it with? And that's flips is one of them, right? Because people like it. It's interesting. Can you make money off flips? How much money do you make? That kind of stuff. So for me, it's about content showing it. It keeps the guys busy. Do I love flips? I love it when it sells and we're in a seller's market. So yeah, I think so. And I think the rest of 2021 will be strong. I mean, Listen, at the end of the day, like all new construction has stopped for the most part in Ontario and all these homes are sold pre-con and, and, and sales are, are there. So all these guys have not started building yet. 
And when once the lockdowns are lifted, guess what? Everybody's going back to normal, but twice as hard because they're like, if it happens again, so every hysteria is going to be fucking like massive again. So you think real estate is going to slow down between now and hysteria? And stuff takes time to build. So I know collectively between four different builders in London, they have about 250 homes already sold. Like I'm adding up all the all the individual four different dudes, they all have 200 and something. I mean, almost 300 houses sold besides condos and apartment buildings. So you got to think how long it takes to, to dig it, how long to build it, 300 homes. That's a good, like four months. So, you know, for the next four months, it's good. I'm getting calls from buddies in Toronto because they live in Toronto and they're looking at places. They're looking, their clients are looking at places in London and they want, they're giving them to me because they're like, man, you got to help this person out. They're looking to get, so I'm having conversations now with people from Toronto that want to move here, which is normal. It's nothing new, but the, the difference is that people are shifting. And obviously we all know that. So real estate's not dying anytime soon. So I think that no matter what the fuck you buy, it doesn't matter if you overpay by 3% or 4% or whatever, because now properties are not exactly hundred grand. They're like four or 500 grand. So if you spend 420 instead of four, whatever, 405, who cares? It doesn't matter because it's going to be worth 485 anyways. I mean, we're in an uprising, man. I didn't honestly believe it. And that's why I sold it for, sold out for a long time to real estate. And I was like, man, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm not going to buy anything else. But I just started going heavy in the last three months because I'm like, man, I know for a fact 2021 is going to be good. I don't know it's going to be yeah. good in September, but I know it's going to be good till June. That's the truth, you know? So uh, any other questions? Let me go back to this. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your favorite real estate investing strategy? Oh my God. Don't ask me those fucking questions. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever strategy is best for your wife. Please. Yeah. Can we skip that question? I don't have a fucking. Yeah, we can. It's a bad question. There are I'm, dumb questions. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, and I, I think I know your answer just based on what you've already done, but what's your rationale between growing an existing business versus jumping on to the next one? And then do you prefer vertical or horizontal? I know real quick for me, I like the vertical businesses and I've got a bunch, uh, but those all rely on real estate as a whole. So like if that industry goes down, a lot of my businesses would suffer, but, um, yeah, interesting, Mike, to hear your perspective. But seeing as how you've got a salon, a restaurant, a car dealership, a thing, and like all these other yeah. things. Well, like I'll tell you, for me, it's 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 excitement and stress, right? So that's the two things that keep me going. I think the stress, if it's stressful, so like the roofing company, 11 guys, I did to a point I had like three years ago, I had like 20, almost 20 dudes that worked for me. We used to go to shingle jobs. We used to bang up two shingle jobs a day. I would always have 20 deals in the pipeline. And I pumped those up all while I have still a full-time job. So I'd get up at 6.30 in the morning. I'd meet the guys at seven on site. I'd be out of there by eight o'clock. I'd run home, shower, shave, eat, and then get, get to Audi at nine. And then, you know, I did a computer and I just manage everybody, get full, the usual stuff, right? So that for me was like amazing because the money was good, but the stress was at an all-time high. And I'm like, whoa, this doesn't make any sense, man. I'm out of this thing. So I leveled it off to 11 and I have a really good team. I structured it differently. I have a main guy that basically does all my actual, like I have a foreman that does all my work. I basically go out and I'm, I'm basically like the PR guy, right? To make it all pretty happy and making sure that people get paid and put my life on the line to make sure the job is done well. So that's how roofing is done. I'm, do I plan on getting bigger in roofing? No, I could, but I don't because I'm happy where it's at. So that's existing business. I'm cool where it's at. New businesses, honestly, I just love, I love just new and the exciting part of it. And I think, I think for me, it's not about getting huge. So I don't want roofing to be huge. I don't want the salon to be huge. This restaurant, I don't want it to be huge. I want it to be manageable and no stress. When I go to bed at night, man, I don't have no stress. Nothing keeps me up at night. Like nothing. Except for like when my wife turns the temperature too hot because women are always freaking cold. Yeah. Uh, what's up with that? 
I have no fucking clue. Dude. But that's I next week's webinar, actually. No. <laughs> Why women are right. always cold? Well, I mean, I'm wearing a sweater right now, so I don't know what to tell you guys. But I'm also always cold, so. I know. So I'm telling you. So that's the thing that keeps me kind of in check is just offloading all my data on my phone. That's very easy to do. Um, but I don't honestly, I don't get stressed. And if people are stressing me out, man, I'm done with you. There's nothing yeah. that can make it change. That's and good. you're just not the you're just not the right fit, man. That's it. Not the right fit. And I'm going through a little bit of that with the restaurant. It's very like, it's very, um, I'll quickly just explain it because the guy that's running it, he basically has guy, he has a staff that came up with him through the rent, through basically nothing. And then they've got a good product now, but they have shitty service. So what happens is, is that the food comes out really well and people ha don't have the, 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 the motivation or the, basically the drive to, to treat people faster because they're in demand. They can't produce enough food. So people don't even care. So now it's like, yeah, they're waiting. Who cares? It's not a big deal. So for me coming in, it's about cleaning that mindset up. And I feel like the only way to do it is to get new people because you cannot yeah. change. It's like, you cannot change the mindset of people that believe like, you know, three deals a year is all I want to be. And I cannot see myself doing five. And I think that's the problem, right? Like it's all in the fucking mind, dude. It's just crazy. It's crazy. I, I just rub my head because like this kind of shit just stresses me out thinking like there are so many people. It's like, I watched this movie, White Tiger. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's on Netflix now. And one of the things that he popped up, it's an Indian guy that like was a servant, but whatever. And I'm half Indian. So I kind of relate to that bit of that. And one of the things he said, he passed by like this, this house. And he said, like, he said, the rich can let opportunity pass, but the poor can't. And that's really, really interesting. And I, I don't, I'm, the rich is not about the money. It's about the mind, right? And that's what it is. And I'm always kind of poor that way because I just feel like, man, if I'm rich, I'm dead. And if I'm rich, I'm, I cannot give any, I'm going to be that loser, dude, because I will tell you this, this is a guarantee. And everybody can look, Moose on his Bollywood joke. <laughs> I, can, I can tell everybody, and everybody's gone through this, that in high school, there's this guy or girl that's like killing it in her game. And then guess what? High school's done, university starts, or like the real world starts, and that person just flatlines dies. Then there's the person you meet that's like the craziest, like cool story, you know, like he's like the top of the game. And then like five years later, he's gone, you know? So there's always that, that there's always those people that you look and you're like, man, you're doing what now? You're an electrician? I thought you were gonna kill it. I thought you were like the craziest freaking kickboxer or whatever story they are, right? Like everybody doesn't sit on the top of the mound all the time. And I think just knowing that, man, is like, I'm not going to be at the top all the time. I don't even know if I'm top, but I just know that I can never feel like I'm at the top because I know all the people that were at the top aren't there anymore. So as long as they ain't there and I feel like I'm not there, I'm cool. I don't want to be winning, man. I want to be just, you know, every day, do something better, get my life better, be good to people around me, try to give back as much as I can. But speaking of giving back, people are way too fucking needy, by the way, like, yeah, I can give back, but it's like, I'll give you this much. I cannot give you this much. <laughs> I got to do my own shit, man. I got to do my own shit, you know? So <laughs> it is true, right? Like you'll get, I mean, I guess the like, cash flow tribe is a probably perfect example. They'll get so many people or Matt will get so many people. I'd be like, how do I buy my first rental property? And it's like, man, I'm not in the business to tell you that. Girl, put your piggy, you put your pants up because you have to do it yourself. We are in a world where education is free. Information is free. That is the new world. You don't have to, like, it used to be like, you know, information, you could win. Now, you know, information that does nothing. It actually probably makes you lazier. So just selectively pick the data you want, go out there. And as Adam said, right in the beginning, like it's about getting off your ass and getting shit done and moving and speed breaking things is like, who cares if you fuck it up? Who cares if somebody slams the door on you and who cares? Like, 
what does it matter? You got people in your group that'll just laugh about it. You guys high five each other. You know what I mean? Like we used to do all the time when like tenants would like call us and send us a message at three in the morning. And guess what? I would forward that message to a buddy of mine to wake him up, to tell him it's his house that's flooding. Like I would do funny, crazy shit like that, you know, just to keep like the environment. Have you ever done that? That's so funny. That's <laughs> actually hilarious. <laughs> I, funny should, I should when, do that. When like when something bad happens, you forward that, like you get that number, you, the person calls you, who should I call? And you forward that to the owner and then they'll call that person all the time. And that person thinks <laughs> his house. Cause when he wakes up in the night, four in the morning, he doesn't worry that, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> oh my God, that's the craziest shit. But you gotta have fun with it, man. I think that's the whole key, right? Like have fun. It's way too fucking serious, you know? It's way too serious. And and you know, honestly, you just cannot, I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm just running out of words because my emotions just are like just listen. Man, right? so many tidbits, so many golden <laughs> nuggets from tonight. Mike, this is killer. Uh, honestly, like big thank you for coming on tonight and uh we're we're gonna just wrap things up here but before we do that i'm gonna talk all about our deals some good flipping deals so um i'm just gonna quickly go over the deals now before i get to that just a quick reminder guys that if you are not on our cottage buyers list make sure that you get on that it's www.cottage um dot com slash cottage buyers and uh, this is where you can actually opt into getting all of our private off-market cottage deals um we also have mattmckeever.com slash private deals um which is where you can opt into getting all of our killer off-market deals now speaking of deals questions or want to jump on these deals make sure that you hit me up now i have a couple more announcements so we are again like i mentioned growing and expanding our team so we're really looking to build into some new markets so if you're looking for a bit of a change or even just know someone who is looking for a change then make sure you sh shoot us a message afterwards and there's actually links for applying to our admin roles and links to apply to our wholesaling team just in um, my bio on Instagram. Instagram. So I'll also include those links in the follow-up email today. If you're looking for some wicked uh, problems or profits merch, here is where you can find it. We've even got some like in-style face masks going on in the merch store. So, I mean, if you want to wrap your problems or profits when you're out, uh, out and about, make sure you hit that store up. And again, sign up for our Facebook page. It's Ontario Private Deals. And uh, just to close off, guys, make sure that you send some feedback. So we always build our topics off of the feedback that you guys provide. So um, this is literally the survey, like this is all of it. You can see the submit button. I promise it won't take you long. Literally just hop on right after the webinar once you receive that follow-up email and uh, make sure that you give us a, a little follow as well following this webinar. So Mike Van Hout, you can find him on uh, Instagram as well as uh, YouTube. So these are the two YouTube channels that Mike has here at, at Accelerate um, TV is the Instagram handle for his business and at Mike Van Hout is his personal Instagram. So again, Thank you guys so much. And I'll pass it off to Mike and Adam to close us off. Um, but another killer Wednesday webinar. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. And I hope everybody got something out of this because that is the point at the end of the day, right? Adam, <laughs> exactly. if they don't get nothing yes. and they don't move and they're like, okay, that was good. Uh, back to like whatever you watch, friends or 
Seinfeld or whatever. I don't know, guys. That was like I love friends. Yeah, I know, I know. But listen, that was two years ago. This is 2021, guys and girls. Like two years ago. I don't. Yeah, years. Like, <laughs> but listen, that you have to have time for yourself. I get it. But if you make things fun that you do, then it's not. It's not like it's part of your life, right? You know. And that's that's the truth, man. I just think that like I think this black and white or this like you know this line in the sand of like work and life. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I hate that. That's bullshit. All be, yeah, it can all be kind of in it, you know. And you have yeah. to. It's gonna take a really long time. You just kind of mentioned on family. It's gonna take a really long time for your family to actually get involved in it. So you gotta give. You gotta spoon feed them small bits that they can see that they can say, I did this and I got this. Cool. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, perfect. I did this, and then it just becomes like part of the routine. Then they see you, right? So. I think people probably have a bit of that in their system that the family can bring you down, you know, and, you know, and it's normal and, and it's normal. Enough no's will make you feel no, right? But I think just spoon feed little positives and then you'll eventually get where you want to be. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Mike. Really appreciate it. And looking forward to the next time I can grab you as well. We'll do another podcast and just talk more at length uh, together. But appreciate everybody's time. Uh, you know, I like to say this at the end of just about every one of our webinars, but you could have been doing anything tonight with your time and you could have been exploring any dark corner of the internet that you freaks get into. Uh, but instead, you were here developing your, your mind, your spirit, and uh, and your intelligence. And so thank you so much everyone tonight for your time and attention. It is very valuable to us. And if you guys didn't show up, we wouldn't be doing these. So every single week, it's great to see new names, new faces, new people that maybe haven't run into us before. And I hope that if you enjoyed tonight, you'll come and actually jump over to some of our other channels and digest some more focused content there about either real estate investing or cars or whatever we get into next. So appreciate all of you and hope you all have a fantastic evening and we'll see you back next week at this exact same time. And we will be talking about something else cool next week. So uh, come back, have fun with us. And if you didn't learn anything, at least give us the feedback about what we should be talking about next time. So good night, everybody. Good night. See you later. All right. How do I shut this thing off? <laughs> I'm going to make that the hook for this video. Mike. <laughs> How do I leave? That's the hook. Mike just being stuck on Zoom. Like, what the fuck? Like your face, you know, being stuck. So, all right. All right. This is the I'll, I'll end it. I'll end it, y'all. <laughs> all right. All right. Good, night, good night, everybody. Guys. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike. <laughs>